Your worship team was awesome. Thank you, guys. That was amazing. You know, I always love to encounter God through someone's gift and celebrate someone's anointing and uh, get another glimpse of something of God through um, what God has placed inside of people. I learned a long time ago to live a celebratory life. Um, really, is a lot more fun to, to actually live celebrating what God has deposited in people and uh, just actually enjoy it. You know, and to live uh, not desiring at all to do anything but to promote God and people and promote God, period. It's just kind of a more fun way of living. It takes away a lot of stress and ministry in life, just to walk in love and to see people become great in God. And to thank you very much, Pastor Dwayne and Joelle, for letting me be here this morning. And, um, and for you guys for, for letting me be here this morning, I really appreciate that. And I want to watch the clock. Those lights are a little blinding. And um, it's okay, because um, I like to make sure I see people. And, um, you know, one of the, um, before I pray, um, um, one, of the, one of the things that changed my life is the definition of born again. I've shared it before. I do it every time I travel, go places. The word born again, you know, is a term that's used for a conversion experience in John chapter 3. And Jesus said, unless you be born again, you cannot see or enter into the kingdom of God. And, of course, I'm hard to see and enter into the kingdom of God, we just didn't know it happened the moment we got born again. We thought it was for another time in history. But actually, this changed my life because I realized that the moment I gave my life to Christ was actually the beginning of my eyes being opened to see heaven now, experience and encounter uh, God now. That really changed life. I learned that when I was a pastor. I have pastored eight times in four countries, so just so you know that... um, it's all about loving people, and I got up this morning really excited for the privilege of just loving people. So I've been having a good time meeting you people and enjoying people because it's all about love. And, uh, but the word born again comes from two words, geneo anathen, you know, in the Greek, and uh, your pastor's a word man, and so is his wife. And so geneo anathen means to be birthed or generated from above, or birthed or generated or born from heaven. That's what it means. But the word born in the Greek is an interesting word if you trace it down. It means this. Change my life. Change the way I do life. Change the way I minister. Change the way I see you. And the word means this, to come upon the stage, appear in history, and to be a performer of miracles. So that means you don't become that through a process before you know that as your identity. See, imagine when people begin, they come to Christ, whether they got a cigarette behind their ear, you know, they got like a ring, you know, on their nose, or they've, you know, whatever they look like, whoever they've been, the moment they give their life to Christ, God identifies them as history makers. God identifies them as world changers. This is theologically accurate. God identifies them as, as people that he says, like, you know what? Drain Wolf, everybody, universe, Drain Wolf just gave his heart to me, and I'd like to introduce another man on the stage of this world, a history maker, a world changer, and a performer of miracles, and would you put your hands together for one of my own? You see what I mean? That means everybody that gives their life to Christ becomes, and actually the Greek word means a tumult or commotion. That means it's not, an, it's not a personality thing. It's actually that wherever you go, you cause a commotion. 
Wherever you go, there's a tumult. Wherever you go, something begins to happen. I got an email this morning from a guy, and uh, this guy actually cuts down trees or does something like that. Said, oh, thanks for the invitation. I can't come to church this morning. I got to go downtown Seattle. Uh, I'm in a ministry house. I'm overseeing it, and I got a new guy in the house. And uh, we, just, we just saw 11 miracles and uh, one saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. I really can't be there this morning as if I don't understand. And I said, that's great. You see, well, that's been my experience for the last 11 years. Um, is, is watching the, I was watching that as a lifestyle and seeing that happen for thousands of people. See, so many times people spend too much time dealing with your behavior instead of dealing with your identity. Because if you don't see yourself the way God sees you, you can never become who you already are. You understand? See, God sees you a certain way, and that's the way it is. When you begin to see yourself the way God sees you, you can then become what you've already been. It's an inside, outside, upside down kingdom. It's an inside, outside, upside down kingdom the way God does things. So we just, I'm so happy to be loved today by God. I'm just, my identity is that I'm loved by God. You know, Pastor said, where do you introduce you? As I said, how oh, you figure it out? You know, it's just the truth. It's just the truth. It's just so good to live loved by God and, uh, and know that you're beloved. So be loved. If you're the beloved, be loved. Huh? Enjoy the affections of heaven. Enjoy the affections of God. Enjoy the God that runs to meet you at the edge of the field. So the Kazaza ceremony that people did to cut you off because you blew your life doesn't take place. And God puts you in his arms to begin a new life. I love him. Don't you love his presence? You know, you can feel that. You know, I, I live in the islands a lot. Uh, I've been in the South Pacific a lot. And you can always tell. Um, you know, you can actually sense it when the winds, the, the winds begin to blow and begin to whip up the waves a little bit. And that's what I felt when I've been here before. And that's what I felt this morning. There was just no doubt about it, that the, that the winds are beginning to whip up, you know, in this house and in this ministry to actualize what's been, been spoken all over the years. There comes a time you read the book and you realize the 70th year is up and you start expecting God to do exactly what he said in the new moment. And that's the time you guys are in history. So, Father, we thank you so much for the presence of God this morning. I absolutely love you. I have no confidence in myself. It's so thrilling. It's absolutely so thrilling. I have no confidence in myself. I have so much confidence in your goodness. I thank you so much that when Moses said, Lord, show me your glory, you said, I will. I'll cause all my goodness to pass before you. And I thank you, Lord, you're raising up a people all over the world that will literally be the goodness of God passing by. Every devastated, broken, shattered, obliterated uh, hell of a situation, Lord, is about, to be, is about to be passed by by a people who live in the bosom of God, who live from the heart of God, who live in the, in the very affections of God, who live where nada es imposible con Dios, where nothing is impossible with God. A people, oh Lord God, who know that every impossibility was only there so that they can absolutely get excited about a problem. They can actually jump up and down because they know that there's a solution. I thank you, Lord, for a people that's being raised up to be a solution-oriented people, a people, oh Lord God, who begin to turn every negative into a positive, a people who begin to laugh at everything that seems to mock the outright power of God and know that this is the day and this is the time. And
and there is a today and there is a now and that time is today and now in this house and that is just the way it's going to be so Lord we know we want the impartation of transformation without the process of change but I want to tell you Lord the process of change has been going on in this house and now it's time for an impartation of your spirit Lord that's going to happen today it's happened before today it's beginning to whip up the waves oh God Lord the spirit of the living God is about to do what's never been done in a way that's never been seen Lord not as a prophecy Lord but as a right now testimony in this house I thank you so much for the awesome privilege that you've given me to be among a history making earth shaking people thank you so much for what the people that are in this house the dreams and visions that are going to be unlocked oh Lord God and literally be like a fireworks display of the power of God throughout this region because of what you've placed in this house I thank you so much for the empowering destiny of a place oh Lord God that is a planting of the Lord a planting of heaven in this region. I thank you. I'm in love with you, God. Lord, I'm unabashedly, unashamedly and in love with you. I am so happy. It don't matter what's coming in my life, what's coming against my life, what's going on. I'm happy as that people whose God is the Lord and you are the Lord and I'm happy because you're going to do what's never been seen in a way that's never been done in Jesus' name. God is so good. God is so good. You know, I just want to, um, you know, they were singing that song, you know, about the grave, you know. One thing we don't want to do as believers is to, is to go to the cemetery where God killed off our old man, killed off our negative, killed off our defeats, killed off our history, and, and body snatch our own body and bring the old man into the new life. We don't want to be personal body snatchers of our destiny. You know, we don't go to the cemetery where God killed you. The reason why God killed you off in Christ is so he can only have a conversation with you as a new man. So you got to live. You got to, you know, so many people have these thoughts come to your mind. When you have thoughts that are not consistent with God, just get another thought. Just get another thought. There's more power in being able to choose than we know. Some people say, is it God or is it me? I want to tell you, God gave you a will. That's a gift of grace. So you can actually choose things where the Spirit's power can come and make it happen in your life. Don't get all confused about that. Oh, I just want to say something to uh, Pastor Joel. Um, I had a vision when I was sitting there of you. Didn't, I figured you'd show up eventually. And what I saw was a quiver, and the quiver um, it was a quiver of arrows, okay? And the Lord had a smile on his face, and he took the arrow, an arrow, which was you, but he did an interesting thing with it. He licked it. He licked the tip of the arrow, and it reminded me when Jesus took dirt and spit in it and made it all wet and then put it on the eyes of the blind man. And what, what, what I saw that in one of the aspects of your life, you guys have got a lot of words, one of the aspects of your life is simply that God literally takes you out and he begins to launch you into individuals and leaders especially and to groups of people, not just women, to be able to remove the blindness that they have towards him, the blindness they have about their destiny, the blurred vision they have about their calling. And that's one of the ways God's going to use you as a revivalist. There's going to be an unction that comes with that along with the spirit of God that accompanies that, that literally causes people to experience what you say to them in that moment that awakens and empowers them in that moment. Okay. The other thing, and of course, I've already shared this with Pastor Dwayne. You know, one thing I saw about you, God's going to use your gift to articulate your gift of teaching to be able to actually, but he's going to, what he's going to do is that he's going to cause you to see things of him 
that actually become who you are, and you're going to be teaching out of encounters and experiences of him, and the word of God is actually going to create the opportunity for people to encounter what you've learned of God through your teaching ministry. So I saw that for you uh, last time and stuff. And, you know, it goes to God. One thing I do feel, too, is extreme appreciation of the Lord for you guys. Extreme appreciation that you have, you know, been here 20-some-odd years. And, you know, I actually saw at different times, like, I was just enjoying myself. I just so enjoy people. And I just saw, like, you were, you were planted of the Lord. You definitely were planted. And it's kind of, you were planted in this region. I saw many times, like, the enemy would try to come and cut down the tree. And, 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 and remove the tree. The only problem is the root was so deep in the ground that he couldn't get you out. So, but there were times of cutting, and it almost looked like, and now's the time, but literally very rapidly, very quickly, that this root system and this original calling and promise is going to begin to grow very, very, very quickly. For you are a planting of a heaven. You're in Isaiah 51, 16 church. You've been planted. The heavens will be planted in a region. So you're coming into a realm of understanding and revelation on how, to, how that comes to pass. Now, how to is now beginning to be released in your ministry so you can become the who in this region. Does that make sense? Okay, I, um, I'm, actually, I'm doing something really different this morning. I'm going to close with a scene from a movie. And, um, but I want to talk to you about one of the things that's going to help you guys um, actualize what God's going to do in your life. So this will be for a few minutes and, uh, and we'll move on to other things. I'd say there have been three encounters uh, in my life that have shaped my life. One was in 1994, November 10th, 9 o'clock in the morning when I had a visitation of the Holy Spirit. You don't need to put the screen on now. You can leave the screen off until like 11.15. We don't want people getting all excited about that, but you're going to get very excited. And um, that encounter led after a period of about 11 months of hunger, resigning two churches that were actually very good churches in the largest Assembly of God church in the state of Hawaii. So basically, I'm not Assemblies of God, but I was on the staff of, a, of probably the most prominent church in the islands. And uh, I'm only to say that, but I got so hungry, I didn't even care anymore. I didn't care about nothing. And that led to a visitation of God around a revelation that I'll share with you this morning about the Lordship of the Holy Spirit. Of course, the other revelation that changed my life uh, was in 2005 when I got the gospel of the kingdom message. When I got that message, uh, that message began to change for the last 11 years. That changed the way I do life, where I ministry, what I've seen around the world. The next revelation was in 2006 about giving nations to Jesus. So those three, now I'm going to talk about all the other things God's so graciously done over the years. I'm talking about three definitive moments that pretty much shaped uh, my life, my identity, my ministry, the way I do life. And the first one is something I want to talk about this morning. There was a group of Christians in the, in the 4th, 5th, 6th century. They were known as Celtic Christians. There came a point, point in time when St. Patrick, uh, which we, the Irish drink beer about, but most people don't realize that St. Patrick raised 400 people from the dead. St. Patrick was a man of God that actually brought a move of God to, I believe, Ireland. He was the man that God used uh, to actually bring the gospel to Ireland. And uh, a very powerful ministry, and these, what I just said is documented. I'm not making it up. And so basically, um, this group of Celtic Christians were a branch of Roman Catholicism, and basically, but they were not like that. They were a group of people that, um, it, it was said of them um, that they were, they were a do-as-I-do, not do-as-I-teach group of people. 
The thing that stuck out about the Celtic Christians is that they, they live what they talk. So they were people that were known they do what they, 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 they do as I do. In other words, when you watch their life, you knew what to do. So they were people who do as I do. They were not people that do as I teach. So that was one of the most prominent characteristics of these Christians. And, um, but, but, the, but what happened is that, you know, this, this, uh, this, they did not take the symbol of the dove uh, as a symbol of the Holy Spirit the way we do. Now, for me personally, uh, the Holy Spirit, I want a spirit-filled life. I'm not, I'm not looking for a spirit-filled moment. Uh, I'm not looking for a touch only I'm looking for a lifestyle where I live under the hand, okay? That I'm sure many of you feel the same way. You want a spirit-filled life. You want a life where you host the presence of God. You want a life where you host God. A life where God is attracted to you and you know it. Where heaven's around you and you know it. That's the life that Jesus paid blood for. Remember, Jesus paid blood to paint through his blood on the billboard on the, on the, of your life that every promise that was, that's been given to this house and given to you was paid for by blood. And Bible says in Hebrews that God could not swear by anybody else. He swore by himself. So the promises that Jesus has given me and I've heard over the years are very a big deal to me. And the reason being is that what happens in those promises is that I realize someone paid blood for that promise. And that the Father himself swore by himself to make sure this comes to pass. So I don't care what happens around me, and I make sure I surround myself with people who think accurately. My wife's the best. And basically, we build a life every day the way we do life according to promise, that we know that God himself swore to, to actually back up everything he said, and he would tell us how to do things in the process of change to fulfill what God said. So we have the testimony, not just another word. Okay? So you guys all know this stuff, so you can track with me because you all know this stuff. But I, so I believe the greatest thing I can do in spiritual warfare is have the fruits of the Spirit, because the devil can't do nothing with a man who looks like Christ. So to me, the fruits of the Spirit have become very important uh, actually, I'm 65 in the latter years, uh, to realize that, um, that if I walk in the likeness of Christ and yield to the Spirit of Christ and handle situations the way Jesus did and all of that, that I literally attract heaven. I literally, I, I actually disempower the enemy. And so to be a lamb in my character actually allows for the dove representing the Holy Spirit, so to speak, uh, uh, to actually, because I'm not scaring the Holy Spirit away. So he, the Spirit of God's attracted, you know, to that which is not hurtful, not harmful, not jealous, not competitive, not... Uh, he, the Holy Spirit's attracted to, to Jesus. So Jesus is always attracted to Jesus. So in other words, the more I become like Jesus, so it's such a clear way to live, the more I know that I'm going to have the presence of God. And that's exactly what happens. But the Celtic Christians did not use the Holy Spirit symbolized as a dove. They used another word, another bird. And what I want to tell you, that this is the next, this is the next act, this is the next moment in the history, in the, in the history of this ministry. Is in the name of the sermon is really wild geese and chasing mavericks. Wild geese and chasing mavericks. And so, the wild goose, which comes from the island of Iona off the western coast of Scotland, is the ancient Celtic symbol of the Holy Ghost. It is not that the ancient Scots and Irish did not know about doves, for the name of a man who brought Christianity to Scotland, his name means dove. But the Celtic Christians felt that the wild goose was the more apt symbol 
of the Holy Spirit. And I'm prophesying to this house today and the body of Christ around the world that the wild goose are about to fly again if you let them fly. If you allow the Holy Spirit to be like this today and you begin to turn your life over to the Spirit of God, then you will have what the, when the geese fly, they form in a pattern of a V. You'll have the victory in your life in realms you've never dreamed before. What began to change my life in ministry was an encounter with the Holy Ghost. That happened 21 years ago, and for the last 21 years, I've seen major outpourings of God all over the world. And when people tell me something's too difficult or something's this, something that, I never pay any attention to all of that. All I know is that that is that as a, as a, there's a man or a woman or a church or a people that will believe that the heavens are already open and the Spirit of God is now, then therefore that's the way it's going to be. That's just the way I live. That's the way it's going to be. And so therefore an encounter with the Spirit of God and a revelation of the Lordship of the Spirit of God will change everything. And I prophesy to this house that you are coming into the age of the wild goose flying in this New Horizon church here in Fife. You are, you are coming into a whole different dimension of the Spirit of God that you have ever imagined in your life. For this house is definitely marked to be an epicenter of an outpouring of God to raise up a leadership that will steward the Holy Ghost outpouring in a way that didn't happen in 94 95 so that you can have the fullness of what God wants to do to affect an entire region for the glory of God. The wild goose are wild. The wild goose are uncontrolled. The wild geese are unpredictable. And the wild geese are free. Wild geese make a lot of noise. And they have a habit of biting those who try to capture or contain them. The wild, geese, the wild geese represent to expect the unexpected at all times of your life. I wish I had like about a couple of hours just to talk about wild geese experiences that I've experienced around the world. Of the unexpected becoming the norm. Of that which I've never seen. Of that which I've never seen. That which I've never done take place. I've seen visitations on God when you let God be God upon people right now that are shaking the earth. Shaking the earth because of one encounter, because I was willing to let the Holy Ghost show up in a place where he'd never shown up like that before. And the fruit was unbelievable when it came to what God could be and do after that. Do you want to be a people like that? Would you like the dove? You can have the dove, but you might as well add another bird to your experience, and that is the wild goose. And I'm very, look, and I'm very aware, I've begun sensing, I'm not going to do this today. But it's kind of like, I mean, I've, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of things that and I'm never turned off by how God manifests himself or how people react to what God does. But because people did not understand the reason for why God did what he did, which is to produce the likeness of Christ and the ministry of Christ in people, what happens? It got weird. And if there's not the weirdness, I mean, I've seen the gold dust, the gold nuggets. I've seen a whole village is flattened by the power of God. I mean, I've seen, this is Earl. I've seen, Pastor Dwayne knows me. I'm okay. I'm in my right mind sometimes. But he has, but I, I have seen all of these things in front of my eyes, not another man's ministry. I have seen it myself all along, going into nations. We're just saying, God, give me one word. Just tell them if they're open, if they're hungry, I'm coming now. Is that it? That's not too deep. It's deep enough. After I come, everybody will understand. So, I just, so, that, so that's my experience for the last 21 years. 
Okay? So it's kind of like, so I'm, I'm, I'm not caught up in any of this other stuff. I just want God to be free to be God. I want to be what he wants me to be, do what he wants me to do, go where he wants me to go, say what he wants me to say. I mean, what I know can keep me from what I need to know if I don't stay teachable. What I've encountered in God can keep me from my next moment if I don't stay humble. There's no way out of this. There's no way out of this. It's lower still and him higher more. That's just the way it is. But I'm going to tell you something. Being teachable and being hungry sets you up for another moment you never dreamed. Never dreamed. I love this house. I like you guys. This Proverbs 30 verse 4 says, who has gone to heaven and come down? Who holds the winds in his fists? Now, the winds represent the Holy Ghost, represent the Spirit of God. And it was, it was years ago when I got hungry for God, I, read, I saw that in my mind, read the Scripture. The wind of heaven, the Spirit of God is in the fist. And that's what we do. We close the fist on the Spirit of God without even knowing it. And God's saying, this is the moment and this is the time, New Horizon Church, where you just say, open up the fist, God, and let the winds of God begin to blow in this house. Let the Spirit of God begin to do what's never been done and never been seen to produce a God that's not been seen and a God who's not been known to be the beautiful one that we know him to be. The wild geese have another worldly sense about them. They have another worldly sense. They have ability, they have an ability to delight other worlds. See, the spirit of the living God searches the deep things of God, searches the spirit of God, knows what's going on, and the spirit of God is released into our life to give us discernment and understanding of the other world so that we become more familiar with another world than we do with the world that we're living in so we can manifest another world instead of the world that we're living in. You got to remember something. When the company, when the, when the people of God, like what I just read this morning about this guy, you know, become the born-agains and really know who they really are, watch out. I stand. <laughs> My heart surrendered. Oh, God is so good. Is he so good? We got some people here, you know, reino de Dios está aquí ahora mismo en el nombre de Jesús. Mas presencia, mas fuego, mas amor en el nombre de Jesús. That is for your Latino people because your, your primary ministry is going to be actually in another way. A whole new realm of ministry is going to open up to South and Central America to you and the Spanish-speaking world. And what the world, the, the wild geese do, they're always watching out for predators. They're always watching out for something that harms. And if one of the geese gets hurt, they, uh, they will little and falls out of the formation. Uh, what the, some of the geese will fall out and go to it when it's ailing and when it's hurting to help it. So what God is forming right now is that V in this house of people who are more sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I want to tell you something. God has told me some of the most crazy things in the world to do. I'm just telling you, it's not today. But I'm just going to tell you, and what I learned is that because I was smart. My problem is I really was smart. You know, some people like, they had a good brain. I mean, I was smart. And it always got in the way of God's, God's intelligence. And so God would simply, I learned that God would simply say something, and, and brilliance for me was just doing what he said. In other words, his voice made me brilliant, not my thinking. So what God says to do, and you do it, actually is the smartest thing you could ever do in your life. 
And so many people are afraid of that, so they, form, they live in form, form and, and all these other things simply because you don't know how valuable you are, that you can have intimacy with God. And once you realize your identity, that you can have intimacy with God and his voice, then you can start hearing from God on another whole realm. One, okay, we've already done that. They have strong affections for other griefs. Uh, I, I, I'm going to do this real quick. You know, I have a, I, I'm still not healed of it yet, although I've seen many healed. I have a, uh, a nerve deafness problem. And, um, you know, when I became a Christian, I, um, bad one. And when I became a Christian, I gave my life to Christ, had long hair, cigarettes in my pocket, other similar issues. I mean, I was a real sozo case instantly. And it's kind of like, and what happened was that I read this verse, I will lead you, I will instruct you and guide you, lead you with my own eye and teach you in the way that you should go. Don't be like the mule or the horse with no understanding. And I read that verse, and it was the first verse I read in the Bible. And I went, you know, my dad never told me where to go. I never had a coach that would tell me to do anything. I never had people that goal-oriented my life. I never had that kind of uh, lifestyle. And I get, you know what, God? I go, and I don't hear good. And so if, let's, say I don't, you know, let's say I'm walking and Dwayne says, hey, Earl. And I don't hear him. He goes, Earl, Earl. You know, I mean, the, he's going to scream louder so that I can hear. Now, if he gives up wanting to t- get my attention, that's not my problem. That's his problem. That means what he says ain't that important. If something's really important to you, you're going to make sure the person isn't. I knew that from a natural experience. So I said, God, you know what? I surrender. This is 42 years ago. I surrender to you because I never had a dad like this. I never had a friend like this. I never had a coach like that. You said right here, you're going to lead me and guide me with your own eye and teach me in the way that I should go. Well, I don't know who really to marry, and I don't really know certain things in life, and I don't know what, what the Bible will say to me or not. So I'm giving you permission to lead and guide me with your own eye, teach me the way that I should go, and I don't know how that works, but it's going to be done. I had childlike faith in that scripture 42 years ago, and that has been my experience for 42 years. And just like in the natural, I don't hear good sometimes. Um, so in the spiritual, I don't always hear good sometimes. But the reality is my heart is to hear. My heart is to understand, right? So therefore, you can actually have more faith that God's about to give you more direction and lead you and guide you because he wants to say stuff. And if you just trust him like a little kid, you're going to start having many encounters in this house of God speaking to you, bringing you into an intimate relationship with God. Okay? Okay, yourself, all by yourself. Number two is that uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 16, 18, when it says when the Lord, when the Spirit is Lord or in control, in control, there'll be transformation. So, so I, that was 10 days before I got touched by God. I surrendered my life to one thing, that I, I wanted to be changed. I, mean, I was crying my brains out, fasting 21 days, praying three, four hours a day. I got hungry. And nothing happened for 11 months. How encouraging. You know, you know, so nothing happened. Didn't feel a thing. So if you never feel a thing, sometimes don't give up. Don't worry about it. And what happened, all of a sudden, I got that scripture, and I surrendered myself to the Holy Ghost and said, I give you freedom to do what you want to do, say what you want to take over my life. I don't care. Ten days later, I had a visitation of God with, with manifestations I didn't even believe were from God. I was transformed, and revival hit a school within 20 minutes. And three months later, I'm in the nations. So I'm just saying I was washing windows. And so I wasn't like, I resigned from staff. 
So I'm just saying, I mean, I didn't have a clue. I, I wasn't like everybody was with me. I didn't have a dime in my pocket. And I just went out to the nation. So everything that I've learned is by myself, learning by the Holy Spirit. Now, of course, I value community. I value relationship. I want to be in covenant partnership where I'm actually friends with men and women of God, where we're safe places for one another, where we fight for each other's destiny. That's, that's the way I do life. Okay, but I'm going to say this. With the word liberty, when the Holy Ghost is set free. See, we sing that song, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is liberty. And it might feel good for a second. The only problem is you don't get free. You go home and you don't feel like dancing the song when you're, when you're all of a sudden faced with all these problems because God never intended for you to get free before he got free. You see, it says, when the Spirit of the Lord, is, the Spirit, there's freedom for who? For God. And that changed my whole ministry. I was pastoring in Tahiti when this happened. In Tahiti. And it's kind of like, uh, and I got that revelation. Like, set him free in his house. Set him free in my life. Let God do what he wants to do. I didn't know how to do that. I just said yes. I figured I'd learn. And I said, you are coming into a new era of the wild geese, of the uncontrolled, unexpected mercy and power and love and glory of God because he's so good and he's so hungry for you and he's so jealous over your word and he's so excited about your life that he just can't wait to do what he does. And that's the way it's going to be. But the word liberty means a citizen, not a slave. The Holy Ghost is not our slave. He's a citizen of the unseen world and the world that we long to know. And when the Spirit of God is free to bring Jesus and the Father and bring heaven to earth, he does it as a a citizen of that country, not as a slave under our jurisdiction. Number two, he's exempt from obligation. It means that when the Spirit of God is free, there's an exemption from our obligation upon him. He's free to be what he wants to be and do what he wants to do. And this is not just for the public meetings or churches. This is actually for um, our lifestyle. Number three, the Holy Spirit's a free man, unrestrained. In other words, there's no restraint on the Spirit of God. He comes and goes at his own pleasure. This morning, God is supernatural. You're going to heal many of you with a hope-deferred sickness where you've had hopes and expectations that have been drawn out for a long, long time where you now feel rubbed, worn, sick, afflicted, diseased, wounded, grieved, and hopeless and don't have the same fire, zeal, hunger that you had before. God is not saying, let's go past, let's go present, past, let's go present, future. I don't care about all that. You just give me my moment to be wild goose and I'm going to be able to set you free in a moment of time and you'll be in a better place than you ever could have been if you did everything right that's who God is so the longing of your life the desire of your life the things that you would give you satisfaction and get and fulfill your appetite are about to be revived so there's going to be a supernatural importation this morning I better watch the clock and so you pastor drain and then get ready for this film and then God's going to touch your life how are we doing? So, are we doing good so far? Next time we have a barbecue or something, I'm invited, right? As long as I bring the chicken. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on. You warming up? You doing okay? We want to uh, we want to take a moment and give in to Earl. It's appropriate that we do that. I'm going to ask yesterday to come quickly. And this is to support Desire for the Nations and their ministry. The one who labors in our midst is worthy. And uh, we don't want to muzzle the ox, amen?
So he's treading out some grain. He's come with an impartation. The Lord has shown him great things about our body. I want you to get a picture of what he's saying and what he's up to is us flying together in this V. He's not talking about an individual thing only. He's talking about a corporate thing. Amen. And so I want you to just be soaking up what he's sharing uh, because he's coming with something of God, something from God. Uh, and of course, he didn't come to, he didn't come to uh, receive an offering, by the way. He didn't even make coming contingent on receiving an offering. So we know as God's kids, this is what we do. Amen. Is uh, what we do is we bless those who labor uh, in our midst. This is what we do. And it is not going to take money from you. It's going to open up a new channel of blessing to you. Galatians 6 verse 6 says, let the one who's taught the word share all good things with him who teaches. And do not be deceived. God will not be mocked whatsoever we sow that we will also reap. Amen. Let's pray, and then we want to turn him loose some more. We've got this video we're going to show. Uh, this video ties into the, the maverick part of his message, of which I don't even know what in the world he's going to say next. There will be no more singing and dancing, he says. How many of you believe that? I don't believe that for a minute. Father, thank you for sending this wild goose our way. Thank you that you're awakening. You're awakening our true identity. You're awakening all that you've called us to. And we, we want to be a blessing to your son. And so it gives us joy, really, just to pour into him and the ministry you've called him to. It gives us joy to be able to just have this corresponding sowing and reaping happening between us and his apostolic voice and his heart. And so we just say yes to you. Let, let increase come not only to him but to us as we partner together for kingdom increase. In Jesus' name, and everybody said... So we're going to do this real quick and everything like that. But, um, you know, and I, I love Pastor Jarrell right off the bat. I said, you know, I'm gonna, I really can't do that today. She goes, you know, in other words, go for it. It's kind of like, you know, you will be in meetings with the never end. You will be in meetings that the Spirit of God stays in. You will be there. That's fine. You know, I'm, I mean, I've been a pastor, obviously. So it's kind of like I'm just saying that when, when you're coming into an era and a season of the release for the fulfillment of all that God has prophesied. This is the bottom line. That's why I live in that dimension. I will live with some problems. I, with every problem, there is a promise. And with that promise, there is a provision. And I'm here to turn every negative into a positive because I believe we're the people that cause impossibilities to bow. That's my identity. So I look at life that way and that's where we stay. And I feed that and I have people around me and we move that way because we are the history makers and we will not allow this planet to be abdicated, you know, without the devil being, be seeing what we can, what can be done in the name of the Lord. It's obvious that nobody even mentioned what I do and that's awesome. So you're giving actually to a ministry. You don't even know what I'm doing. And this guy could be making pizzas for Jesus for all you know. But the reality is like, and you know what? That's pretty good. That's really fine. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that great? Amen. Praise God. Amen. 
Amen. Praise God. So look, uh, a number of years ago, I was in Honduras, and uh, I was in a city that was pretty demonized, uh, no longer. And it was like uh, I was with a pastor who was very discouraged, and one day we were going to do some ministry, and, he, and I felt for the Lord to stay with him. I said, why don't I just go out and buy pizza, I mean, in Honduras, or buy something for the family and soda and stuff, and go, and go rent a movie, and I'll spend the night with you, your, mom, your wife, and your kids, and we'll just do a family time, and I won't go minister. Why don't we just do something, just family, just me hanging out with you, and I'll buy it all, and we'll just sit there. And the kids picked this movie, and I'd never seen it before. I'd never heard about it. Now, there's a wave off the coast of, uh, in Northern California called Mavericks. It's one of the most terrifying waves in the world, terrifying waves. In fact, when the wave hits, one time it wiped away half the people standing on a shore looking at the wave. It's called Mavericks. And at that point in my life, you know, I'm not ashamed. I'm, I'm a vulnerable guy. If I'm vulnerable in honesty, then I'm vulnerable to God's power to change me. And at that moment, that man was completely devastated. He had no hope. He was a great man of God, but he'd been hit so hard in so many ways because he was the only church in the city that believed in the supernatural power of God's healing. So it was tremendous persecution against his ministry, his business. I mean, the guy was hurting. And, uh, and at that time in my life, I don't remember, I wasn't as bad off, but I was also going for in a moment that was extremely difficult. You know, extremely difficult. That, that's okay. That's, that's okay, you know. In weakness, I will be made strong. So why worry about weakness? There will be strength. So we don't judge ourselves because of bad moments. We just get ready for the next encounter. Every problem is just a moment for you to have another encounter with something of God to come into your life and make you know him more and change things. That's the people we are. That's the people we are. That's the people we are. That's what the believers are. That's who we are. There's nothing quitting about that. There's nothing that causes us to shrink back. There's nothing that causes us to give up when we've got a God that literally can come in a moment of time and shift everything like he will do in some of your lives today. And he has already. So we had this movie, and the movie was about Mavericks, about a wave that a, a young boy who had a terrible background, terrible family, as a young kid, he had a dream to surf this wave. So he had a bad life, and he wanted to take on a wave and surf a wave that very few people would ever surf. And the reason why, I, for four days, this thing kept coming to me for you guys. I'm saying, I don't want to do a film. I don't do stuff like this. But the wild geese say, you just follow. Wild geese follow immediately when a command's given. So that's why I'm showing you this, because one thing God did put in my heart is that this church is called to surf a big wave. Not everybody wants to surf it, and you'll be humble enough to realize you ain't special when you do. You'll know Jesus and his grace. You'll never think you're better than anybody else because you never can surf a wave like that. You can never count, take a ministry like that unless you truly are um, like Christ in that way. No reputation, humble of heart, wanting everybody else to be blessed, but you can't live without attempting the impossible, envisioning the invisible, and being attracted to the irresistible. You just can't. So this is this film, and then we'll just close. And uh, as you're watching this, so this is the, I only picked the scene where the, where the boy began to take on the wave, and you'll see his coach and his girlfriend watching, and the odds that he could do this were nil. He just said he felt he could. So you can show the film. Dim the lights, it would help. Good guys, you guys, you guys guys still together.
Climb up the leash.
Jay. Came to surf Mavericks. Far, you at least need to feel it. Ah, I think I felt enough for one day. Kill it, dear Frosty. Truth is that I am afraid. I'm afraid I'll never see my dad again and that my mom will never find happiness. I'm afraid of losing Kim, that she's the love of my life. And of course, I'm afraid of losing you. I'm not sure what you think fathers are supposed to be, but now I know what they should be. Glad to see you made it, kid. I finally read my dad's letter, which was like my last essay to you. Just a bunch of words on a page. This one's all you, Charger. I know this sounds strange, but I've always felt like I wouldn't be around for very long. Which is why I want to take that drop. Because once I look down over the edge and I catch it, I'll become a part of it. And in that moment, I'll know that I'm alive.
There have been a number of times in my life where I played that film, sitting there in the moment where another wave had hit. The people that you saw, you want to go out again? They mocked him the whole time before that in the movie. Nobody believed the kid could do it. The greatest line in that movie was when the man came up out of the water. He was 16 years old, and he came out of the water, and he went to the boat. You could turn the lights on. And he came to the boat, and instead of, instead of coming on the boat, he said, give me my board. And the girl, his girlfriend, said, what's he doing? And the coach said, he came to serve Mavericks. And it doesn't matter how many times the waves have hit your foot. It doesn't matter how many times things have happened in your life, happened in your church, happened in your ministry. It doesn't matter. You were born to serve something and to do something in your life. And, and, and I'm showing you this today because God believes. But he wants you to say, give me my board. No matter what's happened, no matter what I never expected, no matter what trauma, no matter where I am today, give me my board. I'm, I know I am alive and I'm going to do, I'm going for it. I came to surf a wave. I came to fulfill a part of God's heart. I came to execute a destiny. I came to touch a nation. I came to sing a song. I came to write that book. I came to love those people. I came to be that church in the region. I came to see revival. I came to do all of this stuff. Give me my board. Give me my board. Deep, deep, deep. i never forget. I mean, me and this pastor were bawling on that couch in Honduras. I write to him. You know what? I, he's doing so much better now. You know what? I write to him. Whenever I address him, I say, Pastor Mavericks. Pastor Mavericks. Because that day was the beginning of him believing again that what God called him to do, that he could fulfill it. It happened through a scene in a movie. It happened in a moment of time where all of a sudden he realized, I'm not going to make an excuse for the rest of my life because of the past of my life. I'm not doing it. And that's why I showed this today. Because I love you. Because I feel his love for you. I feel his, his heart for you. I feel his belief in you. I feel his desire and his longing for you to be fulfilled in your longing and your desire. You are, you are, you are the people of the king. You are marvelous. You are wonderful. Some you don't even know it. I don't care what you don't know. I just know what I do know. And there's not anyone like you on the face of this planet. And you have been mocked by God, and this church has been mocked by God. And I don't care what wave has hit you, what wave kills people. I lived in Hawaii. I saw helicopters drop waves, drop surfers on top of waves. Rather, Very few people have the guts to take on a wave that's bigger than they ever can be. And I want to tell you, your promise is bigger than your problem, so your provision's going to be huge. How many of you can bear witness to what I'm saying this morning? Something happened inside your heart. Stand up. Stand up before God. I don't care about all the injustice. I don't care about, I mean, I'm, I'm going to flood the newspaper headlines with God Almighty. The things that I'm believing for and doing right now have never been done, never been seen, and I'm going to see it, and I'm going to do it with others. 
I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna give God a name and we're gonna make God famous, and that's what it's all about. I don't care about God's favor on my life as much as I care about God's favor on your life, which is gonna give me God's favor. And the Spirit of the Living God is in this place to touch your heart in that area. If there's been any hope deferred sickness, any discouragement in your life, if you're dead, then you need to be raised from the dead by the Spirit of the Living God so that you can be everything that God said you can be. But that, that movie is for you. It's for me. That you are going to fulfill it all. You are going to do it all. Do you believe it? Is there an impartation of faith that's more than a moment, an emotion, a few tears? That you actually believe that this is a moment that's going to begin to shape your tomorrows. And a moment that's going to begin to do something on the inside of you that will build something where you begin to surf the wave that you never dreamed you can get back on. But if you get, you see the guy with the broken board? That's not this house. You see the guy in the boat saying, I've had enough for one day. I've had enough for one day. There's no... There comes a point in your life you say, you know what, you haven't had enough for one day. There's still another wave to ride. And don't you ever think you got to wait for an amen corner to step out and do things that God's asked you to do. Never listen to 11 people in a boat who've never been on the waves to give you instruction and counsel when you're water walking. Water is waiting to be walked on by New Horizon Church. Water is waiting to be walked on by these people right here today. And those of you that are even visiting, I want something to happen to you supernaturally by the Spirit of God. I don't mind laying hands on you. Gotta come on you. Gotta come on you with or without my hands, with or without anyone's hands. Why don't you join hands with one another? I don't know what to do. I don't got methods. I'm not good with methods. I just want to know is it inside of you? Do you want that? Do you want your wave? And you've been knocked off your board, haven't you, some of them? We've been knocked off our board. Are you going to allow church hurts or splits or people or things or problems or situations to determine the wave you were born to ride? Are you going to forget about all that stuff and shake all that stuff off and say, today's a brand new day? My dad was an alcoholic. I grew up in New York. I got a story. You've got a story. But those is our history going to be something we wear every day of our life or are you going to unzip your history today and step into a new clothing of God's destiny of your life Holy Spirit just come upon us right now you talk to your God I'm not leading you in any prayer you are born again you talk to your God all by yourself in your own language and you talk to him say you know what God I want my I want my wave I say, yes, God, I want all that you have for me. And today I believe that I can get back up again. I believe, oh, Lord, I can have that board, have that destiny. I can have it. I unzip my history. Nothing that's ever happened to me can determine my tomorrow. Nothing. No devil, no human being, no persecution, nothing. Do you understand that? There comes a point where you actually have to live that. Nothing can determine what you can be and who he is because he's never changed. If he's never changed, why are you saying he changed? Because your circumstance is too hard. Men, women, and children, all of you, I don't care, this whole entire house will be a house that rides a wave that other ministries might not have wanted to ride. Might not again, it's available. But there's got to be something on the inside of you that says, I was born to surf Mavericks, and that's what I'm going to do no matter how many times I fall. No matter how many times I've been hit, I'm going to get up. I mean, there comes a time. you and you'll just be ready in the levers to launch the thing that will finish 
That's who you are, the warriors of the king. It starts on the inside. So, Lord, I believe it. I release an impartation tonight, uh, today. I release the spirit of the living God upon people right now as they're standing, that they will go home imprinted, that they will live their life absolutely realize something happened to me today. Destiny awakened in me today. So I was thinking too small. I was trying to ride a three-foot wave. I was trying to swim in a little pool instead of ground ocean. I'm called for the big waves, God. How about you? I'm called to see a great God, not some small God. God, God created us in, our, in His image. We don't need to return the favor and we create Him in ours. God created us in His image. There's no weapon. There's no voice. There's nothing. Nothing that can stop you. I don't care because when you step into your today now of the whole history, the devil goes, I can't believe it. They've escaped. They've escaped. I can't believe it because they got a revelation of God. They've escaped their whole history. I've been working for years to give them this history and they're walking right out of it into destiny. No. I pray, God, not by might nor by power, but by the Holy Spirit of the living God. Release your presence. Awaken, oh Lord God, those things now. Let, let it feel like you're shaking off, shaking off blindness, shaking off blurred vision, shaking off oppression, shaking off depression, shaking off fear, shaking off unbelief, shaking it off today so you can step into your tomorrow. You can step into your tomorrow tonight. Holy Spirit, release a measure of faith and importation of your presence. Let a healing take place to every destiny. A healing take place to every disappointment. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? The good, the bad, and the ugly are all part of a conspiracy to bless you. Don't you get it? It's all part of a conspiracy because you're going to win. So I pray faith, hope, and your presence. This is the church of encounters. Are you going to start having encounters? You, you tell me. In your house, when you go to the God's going to start coming upon you in different parts of your life, in your daily walk, where you're going to realize he's coming close to you. It's going to start happening. If it's already happening, awesome. It's going to start happening more. When I say stuff, it comes to pass. I don't say stuff to say it again. I don't say stuff to say it again. I'm trying to convince you. I'm telling you it's going to happen. We're not the people that are praying to God. We're the people that are praying with God to do what God said. We pray with God, not to God. How many of you really feel today that God has, has done something really significant on the inside of you through this service this morning? No, I'm not going to go home until you go home. So I'm going to be right here, and I would love to love you. I'd love to pray for you. There's a ministry team. You're dismissed. You can do whatever you want to do. But I'll stay here right in the front for the last person until you're all gone. Simply because I'm here to love, and I would do that. And I know the pastor's good with that, but you are formally dismissed. But if you really feel you would like God to really come upon you and touch you, and I would love to pray for you uh, and be with you in that, and we can agree together. So if you want to do that today... I almost wish we could have a fire tunnel. I don't know if you do that in this church. You ever do that? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to get weird. You know, but I'm just, I want everybody prayed for. So, if you, so why don't we just do that, okay? Why don't we just get the ministry team and, and make a tunnel right now? So every, the Bible says, and you say, are you flaky? No, the Bible says pray one for another. So if I got one hand on me, that's one. If I got two, that's two. So if you got 25 leaders laying hands on you, that's more hands being laid on you. All I'm doing is the Bible. Pray one for another. Didn't tell you how. 
So I just like a group of people, I'll be on the line. And if you want to be just, we're just going to pray for this sermon. Amen.